0: You're listening to Whoa. Hot
1: And welcome back to Books and Boba. I'm Marvin Yue and books and boba of course is a podcast and book club featuring books by asian and asian american authors um it's time for our monthly news roundup where we talk about uh, the new releases coming out in the month of july and also the latest book news a uh, quick reminder that the books and boba july book club pick Is Exit West by Mozen Hamid. I just picked up the book myself, and um, I'm actually a little glad. It's a a little bit shorter than the other books we've been reading. So I did just finish uh, my advanced review copy of uh, Marie Lu's Warcross.
0: It's mine now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So excited. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I'm looking forward. So, yeah, something that we brought up on our Books and Boba social media, which um, Rira very, very expertly runs, is um what's your summer book reading list besides um, Exit West by Mohsin Hamid?
0: Um, right now I'm reading Chemistry by Wiki Wang, mm. and I don't know, like it's not supposed to be a funny book, but it reads like it it has such like dry humor <laughs> in it. Like it it feels like I'm reading it in the voice of. Uh, you know that cartoon series Daria? Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I keep reading it in Daria's voice. And like super
1: sarcastic. Yeah, super sarcastic, like super dry.
0: <laughs> so it, like, I, I'm having a lot of fun reading it. Um, and it's also a pretty short book, it's like around 200 pages. So awesome. Um, that, and also for my other book club, I'm reading um, A Study in Charlotte. I forgot who the author was, but. Um, yeah, it's like a modern adaptation of Sherlock Holmes, but Sherlock Holmes is a woman. So, oh, yeah, so that's Charlotte interesting. Holmes? Charlotte, yeah, Charlotte oh. Holmes. And it's like modernized, so it's, it you know, it takes place in our time.
1: Is Dr. Watson also a female?
0: I don't know. I haven't, like,
1: they have introduced yeah, I haven't introduced yeah. him slash her slash them yet. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I've been. I've been adding, so I'm on my list to read, I have Crazy Rich Asians, because I've heard it's a pretty breezy summer that's read. A,
0: that's a really good summer book, I, yeah. would, I would say.
1: Um, I have, I Believe in a Thing Called Love, which um, Rira let me borrow her copy. Um, we had the author Marine Gu on earlier um, last month, I think, um, to talk about it. I'm looking forward to reading Yeah, two episodes
0: that. ago, so you can listen to that <laughs> on iTunes.
1: Um, what else do I have on my table? I have... Um, I've been wanting to read some more uh, classic Asian American literature. So I have Native Speaker. I dug up my copy from my Asian lit class. That's from
0: such a long time ago.
1: Yeah, I've had a copy from my Asian American lit class, but I never read it because I kind of just bullshit my way through that. Oh, that's college in a nutshell, (laughs) right? Um, So I'm looking forward to reading it actually uh, more critically. I kind of want to just dive into some some classics
0: yeah i also have have, uh, i also have pachinko on my reading list but because it's 400 pages i'm like i need to like chisel yeah yeah, i need to i need to like read like a couple chapters at a time i don't think i can binge read that
1: and uh, something i'm adding to the list i'm gonna try to hunt down copy is a nine fox gambit by you Lee because it's been picking up all sorts of awards and i feel like i need to and
0: we've mentioned it so many times on this podcast because there's And I feel like
1: it's like right up my alley, like that kind of like sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Look at you reading all these books. I
1: know what happened. I just, yeah. You've been
0: transformed.
1: (laughs) Also on our list is, um, let's just get into it, the new releases of the month of July. Um, Heroin Worship just came out um, on July 4th, published by Daw Books by our friend Sarah Kuhn. It's D-A-W Books. D-A-W? Yeah, I had
0: to like Google it to like figure it out. But yeah. Edit point.
1: Okay, D-A-W Books. I just call it DAW. It's not called DAW?
0: No, it's D-A-W. Because yeah. it stands for someone's initials.
1: I'm just going to call it DAW. Okay, Whatever.
0: DAW. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, by our friend Sarah Kuhn, which River and I were both at her um, book launch party. Uh, oh my God, there was night. so
0: many people there. Yeah. I Yeah, I was really overwhelmed. <laughs> but in a in a good way, I guess. Like Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice to see so many people of... Not just like Asians, but, but like so many people of color yeah. and different occupations. There were writers, artists, and uh, musicians. Yeah. And, yeah. They were all just congregated there to support uh, Sarah Kuhn's book. <laughs> so I was really, really impressed.
1: Yeah. Heroin Worship, of course, is the follow up to Heroin Complex, which was the uh, pilot episode of the Books and Boba Book Club. Um, you can check out our first episode um, to figure out our thoughts about it. But I'm excited to read that. That's actually that's on my summer reading list, too. For sure. It's a good summer book.: Yeah,
0: It came out on Fourth of July.
1: <laughs> Very patriotic. Um, three months after Avita Jupiter and her best friend, former assistant Evie Tanaka vanquished otherworld demons, possibly for good, Avita is having an identity crisis. When Evie gets engaged and drafts Avita as her maid of honor, Avita finally sees a chance to reclaim her sense of self and sits out on a single-minded mission to make sure Evie has the most epic wedding ever. But when mysterious, unseen, supernatural evil rises up and starts attacking Bryce to be, Avida must take down the enemy and make sure Evie's wedding goes off without a hitch, or see both her city and her most important friendship destroyed forever.
0: So, at the launch party, mm-hmm. uh, there was Julia Choi, Will Choi, and Keiko again. Oh, Julie Cho. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, but the three of them were doing excerpts, like they were uh-huh. acting out excerpts from the book, and uh, I don't know it. It brought such new life to it, I guess. So I'm pretty excited to read it, too. Yeah, It I'm, seems pretty hilarious.
1: I was a pretty big fan of the first book as well. And I'm excited to see, like, because this book is it's told from um, Aveda Jupiter's perspective. So they're switching it to, like, the secondary character from the first book, mm-hmm. which, um, which was a character that we all thought we wanted to see more of. Yeah, yeah, book, right?
0: and um, Sarah Kuhn, the author, she did a guest post on Angry Asian Man's blog, and it's about dragon ladies yeah. and how uh, she developed Aveda Jupiter's character. So I would definitely recommend reading that. And we'll move on to our next new release on our list, and that's Monstrous, Volume 2, The Blood, written by Marjorie Liu and illustrated by Sana Takeda. It released on July 5th, and it was published by Image Comics.
1: Another follow-up to one of our books and boba picks. I
0: know. It's been such a long time since our <laughs> podcast started. No, not really. We're almost
1: a year old. Almost a year almost old. Almost a year old, yeah.
0: That's like ancient in podcast <laughs> age. Um, and the summary goes, Micah and her friends Kippa and Ren journey to Theria in search of answers to, pa- to Micah's past and discover a terrible new threat. Their journey eventually leads the three heroes to the sea, where they meet arcanic pirates turned smugglers, who are Micah's mother's old friends.
1: Nice. I remember, yeah, the first volume ended on a really big cliffhanger, and it's taken like a lot of willpower not to just go in, and because the volume two is basically the next what, like
0: yeah, it's like volu- uh, it's like issue seven through twelve. I'm I'm not sure of the exact number, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm
0: so excited. I need this book in my hands.
1: Yeah, it's out. So yeah. we should do, uh, maybe we can do a a special, maybe either a bonus pod or a just a special issue where we just talk yeah. about the follow-ups.
0: Yeah, I have to say, like, of all the book club meetings that we've had, mm-hmm. Monstrous was the one with the most amount of people. I don't know <laughs> if it was because it was a graphic novel and it had less page numbers than other picks, but... I mean, it took me a while to finish it, because I'm just the type of person who takes a long time
1: to right. read graphic
0: novels, but I a lot of people like went night. through yeah. it really quickly. I
1: devoured it. It was yeah. just like, yeah, it was good read.
0: I, I lent my first volume to a friend, and I still haven't gotten it back. Oh, no. And it's just like, give it back.
1: That was your first mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, we have Goodbye Vitamin by Rachel Kong, um, releases on July 11th, um, which is uh, this coming week, or... It might have already released by the time this podcast is out. Um, Who knows? But July 11th, if it's after, then it's out. Uh, It's published by Scribner UK. Um, Freshly disengaged from her fiancé and feeling that life has not turned out quite the way she planned, 30-year-old Ruth quits her job, leaves town, and arrives at her parents' home to find family life more complicated than she realized. Her father, a prominent history professor, is losing his memory. Her mother, like Ruth, is smarting from a betrayal. But over the course of the year, the comedy in her situation takes hold, gently transforming her grief.
0: So I've been seeing this book pop up here and there in summer recommendations. So I don't know. It's something that people should check out if they're looking for something contemporary.
1: I feel like it's a very like, because so so I'm on the older end of the millennial spectrum. And it sounds like a book for made for like my cohort of the millennial generation <laughs> or like a costner, or like a cautionary tale, not cautionary or like a tale or like a glimpse in the future for the younger millennial generations. But definitely like,
0: it's like a quarter. There's a lot of, yeah. Book. There's
1: a lot of, of, uh, things from that description that really I can relate to. Yeah.
0: Actually, this was one of the choices for a uh, book for the book of the month club. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick it because I ended up picking, uh, the final girls, which is like a murder mystery, type of book was not a movie i don't Anything know like, well, i don't know
1: the last girl it's, it's, it's a horror movie trope right like the final girl the last yeah the girl. final girl yeah. yeah
0: but uh yeah it was like one of the book of the month club choices so yeah. it means it means that it's good because if it's on the selection list then yeah it's impressive awesome um next we have the diplomat's daughter by karen tanabe it releases on july 11th and it's published by washington square press Following the 1941 bombing of Pearl Harbor, 21-year-old Emmy Kato, the daughter of a Japanese diplomat, is locked behind barbed wire in a Texas internment camp. She feels hopeless until she meets handsome young Christian Lange, whose German-born parents were wrongfully arrested for un-American activities. When Emmy and her mother are sent back to Japan, Christian enlists in the U.S. Army in hopes of reuniting with Emmy unaware that her first love, Leo Hartman, the son of a wealthy Austrian parents, and now a Jewish refugee in Shanghai, may still have her heart. So good historical romance.
1: (laughs) Um, Next up is A Life of Adventure and Delight by Akhil Sharma, um, releases on July 11th, published by W.W. Norton Company. In this collection of eight short stories, author Akhil Sharma focuses on Indian protagonists at home and abroad. A young woman in an arranged marriage awakens one day, surprised to find herself in love with her husband. A retired divorcee tries to become the perfect partner by reading women's magazines. A man's long-standing contempt for his cousin suddenly shifts inward when he witnesses his cousin caring for a sick woman. The protagonists in Sharma's book deceive themselves and engage in odd behaviors as they navigate how to be good and how to make meaningful relationships.
0: So that is a collection of short stories, cool. which we haven't really tackled in our podcast, but yeah. eventually we will. Uh, next, we have The Library of Fates by Aditi Korana, and her book releases on July 18th, and it's published by Razorbill. Princess Am- Princess Amrita of Shalangar offers herself as a bride to Sikandar the ruthless dictator of Macedon, to save her people. She sacrifices everything, her family, her childhood love, and her freedom, but her offer isn't enough. Amarita flees for her life, rescuing Sikander's enslaved oracle, Thala, in in the process. Together, these women rely on their talents and each other as they search for a way to restore peace to the land, develop their true identities, and find a library of all things, where it is possible for each of them to reverse their fates. I've heard a lot of things about this book, <laughs> and people in the YA book blogging community are super excited about it.
1: Nice. So, so yeah. is it like a is it a fantasy? Or is it like a more of a historical fiction? It, it's fantasy. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure it out because like Priests of isn't a real country.
0: No. <laughs> but Macedon is kind of. I mean, I might have mispronounced that. Who knows? <laughs>
1: but yeah. Or I think a Macedonian. I don't. Anyways, sounds sounds fun. Next up is "Hate to Want You" by Alicia Rye. Um, releases on July 25th, published by Avon. Every year, Livy Kane and Nicholas Chandler would share one perfect night of illicit pleasure, despite the long-standing feud between those their two families. When Livy doesn't show up one night, the deal is off, and the two go on their and the two go on with their respective lives. With Nicholas running his family's grocery store empire and Livy traveling as a nomadic artist. But when a family emergency brings Livy back to her hometown, the two struggle to stay away from each other.
0: So it's uh, it's erotica.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay.
0: So if you are under eighteen, re- <laughs> <laughs> Be cautious. I mean, read whatever you that. want. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I can see that? Be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I saw the cover and it looked pretty racy. Um, <laughs> and the final book on our new releases list for uh, July is spirit hunters by ellen o it releases on july 25th and it's published by harper collins
1: we need the more diverse books right
0: yeah she's the co-founder yeah nice. um so the summary goes harper rain doesn't trust her new home from the moment she steps inside and the rumors are that her family's new house is haunted she isn't sure she believes those rumors until her younger brother michael starts acting strangely the whole atmosphere gives Harper a sense of déjà vu, but she can't remember why. She knows that the memories she's blocking will help make sense of her brother's behavior and the strange and threatening sensation she feels in this house. But will she be able to put the pieces together in time? Ooh. Dun dun dun! It's a middle grade book. Nice, but it sounds fun.
1: Yeah, get it for your uh, for yourself or for your young reader.
0: I like reading ghost stories or crime novels during the summer. I don't know. It's like I, I think it's like a Korean thing because a lot of horror movies come out in Korea during the during summer. During the summer, yeah. Because like don't... when you get scared, like you you get like goosebumps, so it uh, like cools, it you, cools down. you down. I don't know. Like that's what I heard growing up. So that it's kind of translated that, into books. Yeah,
1: I mean that makes as much sense as releasing everything on October thirty first. Yeah. like
0: but, like everybody's like on the beach reading like romance novels or like mm. like summer summer beach reads, yeah. I'm like oh murder. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those are the new releases that we found uh, for the month of July, uh, written by Asian Asian American authors. If we missed anything, uh, please let us know on our Goodreads forums and on Twitter. We'll try to uh, bring it up um, on a subsequent episode. Uh, As always, there's just the two of us, and you know it's kind of it's not easy keeping track of all these things, even though we. Rio does a really, really good job.
0: Marvin does a good job, too. Uh, but before we move on to book news, I do want to make a correction. So on episode 18 of Books and Boba, we set the incorrect title for SJ Sindhu's novel. What? The correct title is Marriage of a Thousand Lies. So sorry so, about that. Too. Sorry for all
1: of you guys trying to Google it and not find it. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. No, it's, it's but not. But we made the correction. We, we said it right. Yeah, we the said it right. The world is in its right <laughs> access now. Okay.
1: we very thorough is what I've learned.
0: I, I, I'm a type A personality if you haven't
1: <laughs> realized this by now. Um, let's move on to book news um, where we talk about the latest news and deals and news.
0: News. <laughs> of the
1: um, literary world um, when, in regards to Asian and Asian American authors.
0: Um so we want to make a shout out to author Lauren Lola who is also a fellow, member
1: of the club. Yeah,
0: member of the Books and Boba club. Uh she will be publishing a follow up to her debut novel A Moment's Worth. It's a short story called 46 and it releases on July 11th. The story follows the political awakening of two grad students who decide to take part in the resistance after seeing after seeing Islamophobic flyers at the Warm Springs BART station so yeah. laura like i i've i've heard snippets like from lauren lauren uh was inspired to write the short story because of uh you know the political climate right now 45 yes yeah mm-hmm. so um check it out she's a good writer and you know she's very outspoken and passionate as you can tell from our goodreads forums
1: yeah congrats lauren on the follow-up and moving on to a new book deal um Debut author Helen Hong closed a worldwide agreement for three books with Berkeley. On um, the first book, *The Kiss quotient is set for June 2018, and is about a woman with Asperger's who hires a male escort to help her learn to be a girlfriend. The second and third books in the series are set for Winter 2018 and Summer 2019, respectively. So, congrats to Helen Hong.
0: That's interesting. Um, maybe it's because, like, for me, like I'm I'm dating someone who has Asperger's, so it's <laughs> like I'm I'm curious. Like when it comes out, I'll definitely pick it up and check it out. Um, Congratulations to author Angel Halo Chang for uh, successfully completing her Kickstarter. Uh, The Kickstarter were for her picture books, which were inspired by her experiences growing up with poor eye vision, dreaming of becoming a wedding planner, teaching pre K, and singing about a moose. Her first book, Series the Rhino, is about Series, a green rhino who gets help from a kiwi bird to help. Ceres and her series and his family see clearly. Uh, her second book, Wedding Planning Galore, tells a silly story of a bride's plan for an elaborate wedding until she, realized, until she realizes it's the marriage and not the wedding that counts. And her third book, Today's Lesson, personifies President Trump's behaviors as one of her pre-K students and highlights the importance of teaching respect at an early age. And her last book, The Moose, tells a story about an unaware moose in the wild. So these are picture books. Wow. It's like, it's for woke kids, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Like teach them early not to be bridezillas or groomzillas. I think that's interesting. (laughs) Cool. Congrats to Angel on her successful Kickstarter. We're looking forward to seeing these books out in the wild. Next up, the Kapo Press will publish How to American, a narcissistic memoir disguised as an immigrant story. Next spring, it's the um, autobiography of Jimmy O. Yang, um, the comedian actor who plays Jin Yang in the HBO comedy Silicon Valley. The book will be published in April 2018. Um, and in it, Yang will share hilarious and poignant stories of assimilating into American culture, which includes watching BET's City figuring out how to date girls who are six inches taller than him and dodging his parents' unrelenting attempts to get him to be a studious model Asian son. He also takes a serious turn by writing about his burgeoning acting career, the choices he made, and the compromises he refuses to make.
0: Another memoir by an Asian-American actor slash celebrity. Because yeah. we had Anna Akana's memoir that came out uh, last month, and then we also had Ryan Higa's memoir. Yeah. Uh, so it seems to be a rising trend.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to um, see more of these come out because you know, we've had, you know, Mindy Kaling, Aziz Ansari, like people yeah. who are making it in entertainment and business and like finding success in the world are now you know trying to inspire Yeah, yeah a new it's really generation. great
0: when you go to a Barnes & Noble and you go to like the inspiring memoir se- <laughs> section like they have a table set out there and then you look at the covers and it's like oh there's brown people and black people and asian people yeah. it's not just all white like like it like it was like 10 years ago. Yeah. So that's really reassuring. That's cool. Uh, moving on, Simon Pulse acquired When Ashish Met Sweetie by Sandhya Menon, a companion novel to the best-selling When Dimple Met Rishi, uh, which was released uh, last this May. This is the book
1: that's been all over social media with the the Bulba, the, the teacup. It would, the, with,
0: with the coffee, the iced coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I don't know why I went
1: straight to Bulba. That's just my brain. Books in Bulba.
0: Uh, The novel is told in dual perspectives following Rishi's brother, Ashish, as he hilariously navigates love and identity in the wake of a crushing breakup. And Sweetie Nair, a heavyset athlete who wants to prove to herself that she's more than just her dress size. The publication is scheduled for summer 2019, and um, the second book, because it's a dual book deal... Uh, the second book is currently untitled and publication is scheduled for summer 2019.
1: Yeah, congrats for getting that second. It's really cool to see the momentum that happens when people realize that white oh, right, people like this the story.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's always encouraging to see like non-white uh, people on covers because it's yeah. like it's a, it's an Indian American girl on the cover. Yeah. And a lot of people have been like hashtagging it and. Yeah, there's been a really big Instagram movement on it. Yeah. So congratulations to Sandhya Menon.
1: Congrats. Um, next story is the 2017 Locus Awards just announced their winners. Locus Awards are, I guess, um, the Locus Magazine is a Bay Area-based um, science fiction fantasy yeah. outlet. Um, and a lot of times their winners are a signal, to It's it's like the um, the Golden Globes or the Oscars. It's like a signal to who's Isn't the Isn't that weird runners. that like
0: that in publishing they have like their own award season
1: <laughs> yeah um and it's super exciting because quite a lot of asian americans and asian authors um won awards for their for their categories so um first up we have science fiction novel winner death's end by Xing lu i think that's how you pronounce that in pinging um which is the um it's the third book in his series or is the second one but um the series i started with um the three body problem which is this um Really lauded science fiction story translated from Chinese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the first novel winner goes to Ninth Fox Gambit by Yu Ha Li. Um,
0: there it is again. It pops up everywhere. <laughs> I swear.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm excited for the day that one of our um, books and mobile picks ends up as a a, a prize winner.
0: I mean, Mantras won.
1: That's true. Yeah, well, it's already happened. Um, Novelette winner goes to You'll Surely Drown Here If You Stay by Alyssa Wong, um, Crash Wong on Twitter, who's been um, all over our, our Twitter feed lately. Congrats to her. And Best Collection winner goes to The Paper Menagerie and Other Stories by Ken Liu.
0: All of these books are on our uh, listopia on Goodreads. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> I mean, our listopia is pretty long. There's hmm. over 100 books on there. And it's just like, wow, like, yeah. Every time I see, uh, every time I see those titles like being mentioned in, in awards or, yeah. or, or, or like being nominated, I'm like, oh, we should read that. But there's just should. so many books. I
1: know there's a lot, and you know we we try to we try to balance between newer books and older books and, and genres different genres, and authors. Page count. There's a lot of um, science and algorithm that goes behind <laughs> readers' <Rira's, laughs> decision making. Um, but yeah, congrats to all the winners and looking forward to, I want to read all of these. Like I want to read the three body problem eventually. Um, hopefully. And, and definitely, um, need to check out Alyssa Wong's short story and yeah. Yeah. Lots of good stuff to read.
0: Uh, Next on our news is uh, two New Jersey high school students, Volchi and Guo, just published a racial literacy curriculum called the Classroom Index, a 224-page textbook filled with personal stories from people of all stripes about race, as well as discussion points for use in the classroom. So far, they have distributed about 650 copies to individuals and schools in more than two dozen states. Their efforts have won them awards, including princeton University's Princeton Prize in Race Relations, which recognizes high school students who promote understanding and respect among people of all races
1: It's one of those things that you wonder why wasn't there a standardized curriculum for this type of thing to begin with, right especially yeah. in the united states
0: I mean I heard about I, I heard about this through a Huffington post article and um, I think like the introduction to the article was how Alvolshe, uh, who is an Indian American girl, she was at her lunchroom with a couple of a couple of her friends, and they're all of different color, different races, and um, and she had mentioned how important it is to talk about race, and one of her friends said, "Oh, but like look at this lunch table, like we have like a white person, a black person, and an Asian person," and Volshi she curiously asked uh th- that friend oh who's the black person and that girl said oh you <laughs> but she's indian american so that that was kind of like a pivot point for her to be like we need to talk about race because just because there is diversity in like diversity visible to the eye doesn't mean that like yeah it's an excuse to not talk about it and you know like growing up for me at least uh a lot of the a lot of the uh, history textbooks they didn't really include a lot of uh, like asian american history or they
1: don't wear like a footnote in like yeah the, like the 1800 chapter
0: i mean like i got a lot of like civil rights movement stuff because obviously i'm from georgia and mm-hmm. like like there's a lot on that but everything else has been kind of lacking i don't really know much about uh latino history or um or like native americans and, you know, like, there should be more ri- racial diversity in textbooks and not yeah. just, like, in, like, historical terms, but also, like, modern terms because it's, it's very different now, right? That's
1: true. I mean, there's a lot of things that can – that should be added to just – you know how we have um, – I don't know about your high school. My high school had intro to high school class, which is kind of like a – Wait, what? <laughs> it, it was kind of like a teaching social skills and also slash sex ed, I guess. Um, no. And, and like <laughs> – um but i feel like classes like that should also include things like talking about race talking about controversial issues and also maybe like digital literacy like how to internet safely yeah i
0: mean like i mean young people nowadays like especially young people in high school they have access to so much information like yeah. with with like the twitter movement like black lives matter like <laughs> they need to be educated on those matters right. and uh i mean like it's
1: and the nuances
0: like yeah the nuances is nuance, of it. yeah.
1: For sure. Well congrats to um to Volchi and to Guo for doing this and getting the conversation started. Um just to show it's 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 really our children that will save us in the future.
0: <laughs> we're we're already dead. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, we're we're good. We're okay. We're, we're doing, dead weight. We're doing our part. We're we're damn it, we're making a podcast about Asian American literature. Um Speaking of Asian-American literature, the first annual Asian-American literature festival is being put out at the Smithsonian. um, Happening um, at the end of the month from July 27th to July 29th in Washington, D.C. Um, You can check out the full schedule at smithsonianapa.org slash lit slash schedule. The Smithsonian APA um, Asian-American, I think it's a commission or group, is run by Conrad Ng, who is famous for being uh, President Obama's brother-in-law.
0: Oh, cool! Yeah.
1: And it features a lot of uh, speakers, um, some that have been featured on our show, um, others that we've mentioned before. Um, key people include Alexander Chi, who is a uh, big follower on, on our Twitter.
0: Queen of the night,
1: um, Ellen Made O, of, who we've mentioned before, um, who is the the founder of We Need More Diverse Books. Um, T. Bui, who we've had on our show, um, the author and sort of behind um, The Best We Could Do. And our friend Taz Ahmed, um, host of Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, and also um, writer, activist. Um, she's written a couple anthologies, um, Good Girls, Marry Doctors. Some really awesome featured elements of this festival include the launch of Poetry Magazine, um, an intimate lecture series on Asian American literature history, um, an address series on the state of Asian American literature, a walk-in mentoring session for writers of all levels, so if you want to um, have a one-on-one with, your, with some of your favorite Asian American authors, there will be opportunity for that. Something really cool is an animated adaptation of the Prologue to Vietnams Be Committed by Matt Huynh. Um, Literal Road Geek, um, curated by Kaya Press, which is going to be a night of literature readings and spoken word poetry. Lots of panels uh, about children's lit, late night salons, micro book clubs, just to be like a huge, huge event um, dedicated to Asian American literature.
0: I'm looking, I'm looking at the list of uh, panels that they have, and um, there are some that I kind of really want to go to, and I'm kind of <laughs> upset that we are not located in the East Coast. Um, uh, Nerds of Color comic curated by Keith Chow. Like, mm-hmm. that sounds really cool. I mean... Yeah, like I think Asians are pretty much killing it in the comic scene right now, and uh, the Literary Lounge where there's a book swap and they have a podcast interview station. Why are we <laughs> not there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're not there, but some of our friends will be there. Our friend Tracy Kato Taz Ahmed. Um, yeah. I learned about this um, like literally a week ago, and I have other obligations that weekend. Otherwise, I totally would have gone.
0: All the way to Washington, D.C.? I would
1: have. Well, I usually try to make at least one trip a year out there to uh, see some friends. I see. But.
0: but yeah, the Smithsonian, they've had uh, their Asian American book club for a while now. But I don't know how frequently they change their book. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like a book of the month thing. But yeah. um, I remember like them recommending a lot of children's books yeah. for Asian American parents.
1: Um, check that out. Again, that website is www.smithsonianapa.org. lit and you can check out the full schedule. It should be a lot of fun. So if you're in the DC area or around the Mid Atlantic, or just want to come down, if you're anywhere close, I mean, just come down and check it out.
0: And this is the first one that they're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So definitely yeah, to next definitely <laughs> like make it if you can, because if a lot of people show up, that means they, they can do another year. Yeah, uh, of, of a festival. That's so. how they
1: get the money, the budget to do the next one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of money, so we have an affiliate Amazon store now for our book club yeah there's a lot of books that um we're gonna start putting up on there but right now we have a lot of our book club picks and if you haven't read our previous picks now is a great time to shop yeah, and
1: check it out um uh, if you do want to buy one of those books off of amazon you might as well buy it off of our affiliate store um you can uh, throw a couple pennies our way and help us um, with this podcast um as always, if you have any suggestions for us, please sound off on our Goodreads forums. And we'd love to hear from you, especially your thoughts on our monthly picks or any other books that you might be reading. And on that note, I guess that'll do it for this episode of Books and Bulba. Thanks again for listening. Rira, have fun in Seattle. I will. We'll see you when we get back. And um, yeah, don't forget the July Book Club pick is Exit West by Motion Hamid. I'm probably
0: going to buy it. I'm going to be pretty honest here because I went to three bookstores and they were out of stock. So I went, so I'm going to go to um, like a local bookstore in Seattle or maybe the Amazon bookstore in Seattle because they have one now.
1: You should stop by Powell's in um, Portland.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love doing bookstore pilgrimages. Yeah. They're always quite fun.
1: It's on the way, and that that bookstore is huge. Yeah. Um, thanks again for listening and we'll see you all next time bye, bye. books and boba was hosted by Marvin Yue and Rira Yu and edited by Marvin Yue don't forget to join the books and boba goodreads group to share your thoughts about our monthly book picks as well as share updates and book news with your fellow book club members books and boba is a proud member of the potluck podcast collective a collective of podcasts featuring unique voices from the Asian American community If you like books and boba, check out our other great podcasts such as the Collabcast, the official podcast of the collaboration movement, taking a weekly look at pop culture and the creative life from an Asian American perspective. Check out the Collabcast and the other great programs of the Potluck Collective by going to the website www.podcastpotluck.com.